Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We're here every Saturday morning right here on News Talk 870. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how are you doing? Well, good. Stealing everybody's leftover Valentine candy. Yeah, absolutely. I saw... (laughs) What did I see in the news earlier this week? There was some story about the Sweetheart Candy Company was almost bankrupt last year. But this year, like all of your hearts were missing the sayings and they had production issues. And yeah, something like that. Yeah. Luckily, I try not to eat too many of those because if I start, I can't stop. Oh, so I know. I missed, out, I missed out on that. But yeah, there's still a few conversation hearts around there. Well, if it's not chocolate, I'm not. Sorry. Okay. Just well, like I, Halloween. I hope everybody had an amazing uh, Valentine's last night. So, and now it's time to talk a little real estate love around here. And I will tell you the market in general, our local update before we hit our national crazy story, uh, people were loving the sunshine the last last really two weeks, but especially this last week, some beautiful days out there that Mm -hmm. that gets buyers out. It gets sellers putting their homes on the market, tenants out looking for rentals. I, I mean, I blew in here about 10 minutes late, barely making it on time at McKay because it's been a screaming busy week. It's been so, a zoo. Absolutely. But like we said, the week before, we talked about early spring market. That's exactly what we had. And so it's a fantastic start for the market. Um, gets everybody excited. And coming up on next weekend, we will have our um, home and garden show. And so that's coming up. So we a lot of excitement in the market, people looking, and that has created a lot of multiple offers, which mm-hmm. we are going to talk about a little bit here today. Before we jump into that local situation, um, our crazy national real estate story, this one, as many of them do, coming out of Los Angeles, California. Uh-huh. Hancock Park, there was recently the highest comp sold in that neighborhood um, by far. A house that was originally, um, it just sold, it was owned by Nickelodeon's president, Brian Robbins, and his wife, Tracy James. Uh The house had originally been owned before them by the prolific TV producer, John Wells. Mm -hmm. And um, he had sold this house two years ago. To Brian and Tracy for $12.4 million. Mm-hmm. And in a matter of two years, when luxury market was kind of softening a little bit in LA, back with a vengeance, sold for <laughs> $19 million. Wow. I mean, we're talking, you know, what, uh, seven, just under a $7 million increase. That's crazy. Um, yeah, they absolutely, the next highest comp in the in the neighborhood had been $15.95 million, So Wow. That luxury market uh, potentially rebounding there um, significantly. And that's just, that just blows my mind. That increase is just off the charts. Huge, huge amount of increase there. 
But to a little bit more realistic market, I bring you back to the Tri-Cities. However, in many aspects, still extremely crazy market around here. And so one of the things I like to do is, you know, I walk, I see what the agents are saying in the office. We look at what people are telling us. And over the course of the last couple days, as I jotted down notes for the radio show, one of the biggest themes that came up is because we're having this early spring market and the weather's really good, buyers are out in force early. Like they are out Hmm. looking for a house now. We're coupling that with crazy, crazy low interest rates. Interest rates. So when I look back, I was doing an exercise with a couple of buyers and um, earlier this week, and we were talking about the market, and they were asking me about is a great time to buy. I brought up the five-year, thirty-year uh, mortgage interest rate chart, so I could kind of show mm. in a chart of what rates look like. And if you're looking at an interest rate chart. And you generally said, gosh, if I could time the market, I would buy a house at every time that it was in a valley, meaning Uh that the chart goes up, it goes down. And you look at that chart. And the last time we were this low, the last major valley was 2016. So we're talking almost four years ago. We are almost back to that valley of the lowest rates have been since 2016. Wow. Um, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're seeing 30-year rates hovering around that 375 range. And so it is just um, an incredible time. So what that's done is that's driven a lot of buyers into the market to buy uh, because they're getting concerned about when those rates are going to turn and what goes down must eventually come up or what goes up must come down. So they're the smart buyers are looking at that chart and they're saying, gosh, we should be back out in the market now. Well, with the early spring, a lot we have we do not have our full force of inventory on right now um, because a lot of the summer sellers or late spring sellers are not quite ready to sell yet, and they haven't gone onto the market. So that's creating a large amount of demand. For instance, we had three properties in the last week that all had. Um, multiple offers on those properties. And one of them had five offers on it. Wow, that's crazy. And so there's a lot of different aspects and things that happen in that situation. So the the first aspect that we can look at it, so today I kind of wanted to look at each situation from a buyer's perspective and from a seller's perspective, because it means different things to to different people. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about first, what, as a buyer, what can you do in a multiple offer situation like that? And, and so I talked about one situation where I'd heard my agent talking about it. Second situation I came across like the next day was we were sitting down with first-time home buyers and it's super exciting and they were getting their family started and there was a baby on the way and uh-huh. and we're like okay so in the price range of 280 to and below roughly where you're looking we just wanted to prepare you in this meeting what you can expect and so the best houses in that range right now those are selling in about one day 
And the husband's jaw, you know, he has to pick his jaw up off the table and he's like, I'm sorry, excuse me, did you say one day? <laughs> We're like, yes. And so wow. when we find your perfect house, we just don't want you to be caught off guard Yeah, that um, we're likely going to be looking that house is only going to be on the market for a day or two because there's a lot of interest in that price range right now. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of went through, through those mechanics and we said, number one, what you have to be ready to do is you have to have a really strong pre-approval letter. Yeah. And so and so you have to have a really really strong pre-approval letter. Many times in these in these situations, it's going to help if it comes from a local respected lender that the other agents we're writing the offer on know and have a track record of that closes that closes quickly. Um, and so, for, for for instance, I saw, I probably shouldn't be saying this, McKay, but I saw on the radio, did you see, um, I'm not going to give any political slant here, but did you see in um, the State of the Union at the end when Pelosi was ripping the speech up? Oh, yeah. I saw a meme of from a mortgage uh, provider this week that said, <laughs> when your offer has a national website only pre-approved approval attached to it. <laughs> and, then, and they had it being ripped. Uh, oh, by that's Pelosi funny. Rip, ripping it. So, um, as funny as that meme is, sometimes there's a lot of truth to those depictions. And and one yeah. of the cases is, is we don't want that to happen to one of our buyer's offers if we're putting an offer in in multiple situations. So having a very, very strong pre-approval letter from a local lender is is number one that we can do to help our buyers in those in those situations. Now let's flip over and look at that from the seller's perspective. If, for instance, I talked about a property that had four offers on it, mm-hmm. and and you're we're sitting down with our seller and we're like, Mister Seller, we have four offers. All four of them are pre-approved. Um, two of these are from a local lender. Uh-huh. One is from somebody we've never heard of. And the and the fourth one is from, you know, a website only lending. Yeah. And so and they'll ask and they'll be like, well, which one, you know, which one do we have the most confidence in in closing? And I might have to say to them, well, I can't speak to these other two because I don't we don't do a lot of closings with them. But this pre-approval letter from this lender, we have really good luck with. We have a lot of very quick and expedient closings and they tend to close. So. The seller will be looking for advice. The seller also, um, two of the offers we presented last um, week was, it was always kind of an interesting situation. Two of them that we presented, the seller had used that mortgage officer when they bought their house. So talk about a feeling of comfortability there. They're, they're like, oh, well, yeah, of course it's going to, I know that lender, that's who we used. And so that could be a factor in in your situation when you're putting together that pre-approval letter. So having that is the number one thing we wrote down in those multiple offer situations. The second thing that we wrote down is, are you as a buyer willing to use what's called an escalation addendum? Hmm. So you've been looking for two months. You've been waiting for the perfect house to come up. You, you go and look at it. That house pops up at $275,000. Mm-hmm. you have been looking in the range of two hundred sixty dollars to two hundred eighty, dollars 
And this is the best thing that you've seen in the last two months. And so you, so you say you have a conversation with your agent and your agent says, well, how, how much do you want this house? How, how do you feel value wise? And if, as a buyer, if you say, well, gosh, they came on the market at 275, but I'd be willing to pay 283 for mm-hmm. this. We can actually contractually write that up to say that you would escalate or beat the next best offer by a certain percentage. So it might not be necessary for you to go in right at 283. Uh-huh. At the top, you could put in your offer at 275 and you could say, Mr. Seller, I am willing to beat any other offer that comes in by $2,000 and my offer will automatically escalate by $2,000. So that if the next offer, if, if there was three offers at 275, your offer would automatically go to 277 oh. if that was your escalation amount. If there was another offer at 280, your offer would automatically escalate to 282. So you can use an escalation addendum to step your offer up a certain amount over the next best offer. So the question that we always get is like, well, gosh, I don't know if I'd want to do that because I, you know, I mean, where's the limit, Lance? Where's the yeah. sky? Like I, if someone's crazy and puts in 310, I don't want mine to be at 312. The cool part about our Washington State escalation addendums is they have a cap on them. And I just and so you can say I will beat the next best offer by two thousand dollars up to two hundred and eighty five thousand. If it goes above that, then my offer's out. I won't escalate anymore. And I just threw out two thousand dollars as an example. Mm-hmm. You as a buyer have to talk with your agent and make a decision about what the appropriate amount is. You could go up in increments of. $500, or you could go up in increments of 2000 or I've seen people go up in increments of $5,000. Some of it will depend on what your other terms are and how bad you want the house. And yeah. so, for instance, maybe your financing window is a little bit longer, you know, or maybe your offer has financing, but one of the other offers you're competing against is a cash offer. So then you have to think to yourself and you have to say, well, how much more Hmm. would the seller have to have to look at my offer versus a cash offer? Well, maybe $500 doesn't tip the scales. Maybe it has to be the $2,000 that we talked about in the example. So there is a lot that can go on with an escalation addendum, Mm -hmm. but it can be a very powerful tool. And we are seeing a lot of them the last couple weeks in this early spring market. Wow. Get with your agent. If you have never heard of an escalation addendum, if you have questions about how that could help you get the right house, Go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We'd love to help out with that. And after the break, we are going to talk about how you can manipulate your financing addendum to make your offer look better to the seller. Right here on News Talk 870.
Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We've been talking about a raging spring market in the Tri-Cities. Some of that early sunshine last week has everybody excited. So we are busy and loving that. And our topic today, one of the things that's produced is a lot of activity with not a lot of inventory means multiple offers and what happens in that multiple offer situation. Before the break, we talked about an escalation addendum. I wrote some notes down during the commercials. I forgot to mention, we talked about you can put a cap on your escalation before the break saying, I'll beat the next best offer by a thousand bucks, but I'll go, but I'm willing to go up to 10,000 over. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of buyers will say, geez, Lance, isn't that, though, showing our hand to the seller and saying they know then that we'll go up to 10000 over, even though we're doing this incremental change? So what's the risk there? And that's a very astute point and a great point because you are tipping your hand of what your max could possibly be. But then you're also putting that decision on the seller because what can happen mm-hmm. is you're exactly right. The seller doesn't have to use the escalation addendum. In fact, if they want to counter offer, they could just remove that addendum and counter back to you at your maximum price. Mm. At which point you're going to have to decide whether you want to call their bluff or not. Because they might not have had a high enough offer to escalate you to that $10,000 maximum. But they might be taking the risk that you will go there. So now you're caught up in a massive game of chicken. Ah. (laughs) Or as we like to call, negotiating strategy. Uh So it all comes down to how many other offers are on the table. How good are they? What are you willing to pay for the house? And as a seller, I've seen this happen a lot of times. I've seen a seller be in a three-offer, multiple-offer situation, which generally you're like, this is the dream situation. Uh One's had an escalation addendum that went up to, if I remember correctly, went up to $15,000 over the list price. Mm -hmm. But the way the offers came in... They were only escalating like 5000 over list. And the seller said, well, I know this guy will go that fifteen because that's what he put down. And if not, I've got these other offers out there. Well, in that particular situation, I saw all three offers go away. Wow. They could because they didn't counter the other the other two. They why they were waiting to hear. In the meantime, they sent back the full escalation amount counter, not on an escalation form. And that buyer um, called the bluff and is like, no, I'm not going that high. We were excited last night. We're not excited anymore. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, the other two offers had moved on and found another house, a new house that had hit the market that they were now offering on. And so that seller was was out. They went from three offers to zero. Wow. And then it was a it it now granted, hot market, three days later, had the house resold to another buyer. But yeah. those were a stressful three days, right? No one likes to go from three offers to, to zero. Offers. So that not only is the buyer looking at their strategy in that multiple offer position, the seller is also. Third thing that I wrote down, 
backup offers. This we just had this happen this this week in our office. Maybe you don't you're not the winning bid. You were a thousand dollars short, or somebody escalated two thousand dollars over you. Until you find your next perfect house, if you're willing to wait it out a couple days, go into that backup offer position. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are a lot of people are like, well, gosh, what is that? I'm I'm not familiar with that, or my agent never told me about that. What should we do? You can have your offer fully signed around and accepted in what they call backup position number one. Mm-hmm. And that uh, there's specific language in there that says if for any reason the first offer fails, your backup offer automatically moves into first position. Mm. So what you're doing is you're preventing yourself from getting into another multiple offer position mm-hmm. later if the house comes back on the market. You're saying, I want to be the number one position if this fails. A lot of our buyers will say, well, what's the benefit of that? What could happen? And some people are going to look at this a different way. As a buyer's perspective, we smile and say, well, what could happen is that buyer number one does their inspection mm-hmm. and there's seven or eight things wrong with the house and they ask the seller to fix those. Well, I got to tell you, if a seller has another full price, almost full price offer, or maybe it's just a thousand less in backup position, how congenial do you think that seller will be, McKay, to fixing a bunch of stuff for another buyer? Not. (laughs) Not. not. And so they might tell buyer number one, hey, look, I, I love that you wanted these seven things fixed, but we're not going to do it. We have a full price, over full price backup offer. We're just going to move on to buyer. We're just going to move on to buyer number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens. And in fact, we had buyer number two this week get a house because of that. The agent called us and said, hey, we have these seven items that have come up on the house. What does your buyer think about it? Our buyer looked at looked at the list and said, Man, that's nitpicky stuff. That's no problem for all of us. We can do the touch-up paint. We can fix the one outlet. And our buyer said, we'll take it. And so the seller rescinded on the first deal, went with our buyer in the backup position. So backup offers, talk to your agent about what the advantages of are that. Um, There are minimal risks associated with that. Not many, though. You just have to be really well prepared with your paperwork. Mm -hmm. The only risk is that when you find your next, since it is an automatic, if you receive notice from the other party that the other deal is terminated, you automatically move into position one. The only thing you have to be prepared to do as a buyer in backup position is when you find the next house that you love or another one comes on the market, mm-hmm. before you write that offer on that new house, you have to withdraw your backup offer because you, we wouldn't want to obligate you to two purchases simultaneously. Yeah. So at the point of making that new offer, we want to make sure we've withdrawn your your other offer. So there's a little bit of things to consider there. Yeah. The next thing that I wrote down is your financing. And I know we talked about being pre-approved when you go into these multiple offer positions. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, you can shorten your finance window because just in case you are 
facing a cash offer, mm-hmm. you can shorten the length of your financing contingency. If you've done all of your homework and you are pre-approved and you're relatively certain as much as you can be ahead of time that you're going to get this house, you can shorten your financing contingency. So instead of being a 45 day, you could shorten that to a 20 day mm-hmm. um, saying that basically once or you could write something to the effect of once the appraisal was done, you would be willing to waive your financing contingency. So there's some things you can do to make your offer more like a cash offer. Now, those are advanced strategies for presenting in multiple offer situation. They do have some risks associated with them. So you want to be really clear what that does to your earnest money Mm -hmm. before you and your agent decide to pursue that strategy. Spring market, beautiful, lots of buyers out there looking, and we're dealing with a lot of multiple offer situations. Let me read you some new inventory that we put on because it's coming on fast right now. We've been on a lot of appointments with sellers in the next two weeks are going to be really, really busy. Mm -hmm. And buyers, if you haven't found that perfect house, stay tuned. There's great inventory coming on the market. Right now, pick number one, we've got 1011 North Road 37 in Pasco. This is a beautifully maintained three-bedroom, three-bath Rambler, 2,082 square feet, quiet neighborhood, laminate wood flooring in the entry and throughout the formal living, dining, and family rooms, vaulted ceilings, lots of natural light, gas fireplace in the formal living room, Gorgeous house. Kitchen has tons of cabinets and counter space. Large master suite. And then you get out to this landscaping. Meticulously maintained landscaping. Mm. Even right now, with before everything's green, McKay, it's hard to make lawns and landscaping look, look good. good right now. And this place looks amazing. Separately fenced garden area. Oversized finished three-car garage with epoxy-coated flooring. Yes, hello. I'm a gearhead. I love those epoxy-coated floors. Open RV parking space. New heat pump. And that's coming in at 325. Oh my gosh. Road 37, 325K. Pick number two, 2008 West Falls Avenue. This is a great price point for this house. Three bedroom, three bath, brick rambler, plus a basement in a West Kennewick neighborhood, 2,400 square feet, Mm. welcoming open courtyard front entry, beautiful laminate wood floors, also in this house, kitchen, hallway, and dining, spacious living room. Um, in the kitchen, they've updated it with a modern tile backsplash, breakfast bar, lots of cabinet space, large master with full bathroom. Downstairs has a family room with fireplace, flex space for a den, half bath and tons of storage, fully fenced backyard with RV parking. And that's at two sixty nine. Wow. I mean, I got to tell you, two sixty nine nine with a three point seven five percent interest rate. Holy Hannah, you're getting into a house. There's houses people can get into. This is a price point that people have been struggling in. Mm-hmm. And then pick number three. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. If you want to build Sunset Road in Bend City, this could be a tasting room location. This could be a beautiful house location. Live and play out in the Red Mountain AVA for our wine lovers. 
This is a five-acre lot right at the foothills of Red Mountain. Wow. Um, panoramic views of the surrounding hills. And you've seen lot prices out there, and I know they scare people. But if where you live is important, build your house here at 225000 for that five-acre wow. lot um, out right at the Red Mountain AVA. So, I mean, and it's, I mean, a month from now, two months from now, that lot's going to be gone because yep. it's all going to green up. Someone's going to drive out there. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Drive out there now. Take a look at it. If you're interested, go to KenmoreTeam.com and shoot us a message. We are busy working. We are absolutely over the moon excited. I don't know. This is so much better than last year. Yeah. <laughs> Snowmageddon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I am just, I've been smiling ear to ear because we are listing, we are selling, we are working with our buyers in a low interest rate environment. If you have any real estate questions at all, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We are working weekends, we are working nights right now, and we are taking advantage of the early spring market. And beyond all of that, we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.